Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. We are continuing our New Year's Rockin' Eve. I don't know, that was really stupid. We're continuing our New Year's Eve uh, recordings of our movies that we saw before the end of the year here. We've got about, what, 33 minutes until the New Year. This movie that we're going to do right now is Poor Things, which is the <clears throat> newest film from... Uh, that Greek director, I don't know his name. I can't remember it. But he did The Lobster. He did uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. And then um, uh, The Favorite, which I still want to see, with also with Emma uh, Stone. Anyway, um, this movie stars Emma Stone as a kind of a kind of a, like a Frankenstein creation. Um, there's more to it than that, but I won't go into it right now. Um, and she is the ward, I guess, of, uh, Willem Dafoe's character, who is a doctor. Um, and his name is Godwin, I think Godwin, uh-huh. Godwin something. Godwin uh, Baxter. there you go. And she, 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 her name is Bella, uh, Baxter. And, um, then there's also a character played by, I think his name is Rami Youssef. And I want to say he's a, he's, a, he's actually a, um, a comedian and he has his own show on like FX called Rami. Oh, but really? yeah, um, he kind of becomes the doctor's assistant and he also like starts to fall in love with Bella. But before they can get married, um, Mark Ruffalo's character, who's a lawyer and somewhat of a cad, as they call him in the movie, uh, kind of whisks her away and, uh, tries to show her the world and um the movie is about her becoming more like aware more educated because she starts off very simple you know learning because again she's like a frankenstein's creation and learning about herself and sexuality and etc etc and learning more about the world and um basically her journey on that is what is what it's about her journey to self-discovery, if you will. Um, but anyway, we'll get more into the details of the, this pretty bizarre movie. It is it is very uh, eccentric, I'll say that. And uh, it's very beautiful, beautiful looking, though. Like, the shots are beautiful. But um, we'll get more into that discussion as we go along. Sam, what did you think of Poor Things? I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, it was just, it was so weird and so different. You know, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect, really. Um, but I thought it was a good movie. Thought it was a great story. Um, it is weird. It is very weird. You can't I can't really tell like what kind of time period this should be. Everything kind of seemed like steampunkish type yeah. of So definitely I would say like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, the fashion was just beautiful. Oh my god, I loved all of Emma Stone's outfits. All of them. All of them were just... Um, love me some Mark Ruffalo, okay? So let me just tell you, you. Oh, man, you get to see this man do his thing. Oh, my God. Give me a break. I'm just saying um, I thought it was great. And then his character is just so funny, though. So really, at first I thought, I was like, man, this movie is just so on the nose, you know? Like, you, you really know what they're trying to say with this story. But then... I thought about it and I was like, 
there's still going to be some people who don't get what this movie is trying to say. They're thinking, like, the people that were next to me that were just bugging me. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I feel like they thought, like, oh, it was just kind of some kind of weird comedy. And it's, no, it's... And it is, but it's definitely got... It is a weird comedy-ish. A, a message or, you know. But, yes, like, there's this whole other point this this movie's trying to make. And it needs to be made, even though I feel like, oh, like, you know, it's so obvious, like, it's really not to some to a lot of other people. So I guess it was good that they kind of made this point while being funny. Um, but so it's Emma Stone's character. She's learning how to she's been given this adult woman's body and she's kind of relearning everything or learning everything about life. So you see her from kind of like toddler stages um, and then eventually grow up to be uh, a woman-minded woman, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it. But it's funny because they show her... The beginning of the movie starts in black and white. And, you know, obviously it's meant to represent her purity and her innocence and night naivete. How do you say that word? (laughs) Naivete. Yeah, naivete. Um. And you have Willem Dafoe as uh, Godwin, kind of like her dad in a sense, her creator. And it's it's crazy because at first I didn't know his name was Godwin, and they kept calling him God, uh, and yeah. I was like, which of course was okay. pretty obvious. I mean, you know, it's pretty yeah. pretty you know heavy handed there, but yeah, right, you know, playing God because <laughs> yeah. um, he would experiment on everything, and so he's just he's. He kept her in this house to try to keep her safe and protected. He, he tries to control her surroundings the way he sees it. He's trying to control her surroundings. Um, and he asks that guy, Rami Yusuf, to come take data, basically, he is how he describes it. He wants him to, to notate Emma Stone's or Bella's progress every day. And um, so that's what he does. But of course, throughout... The course of that, like he falls for her, uh, he's all automatically, or he's already attracted to her the the second he sees her. It's like kind of like love at first sight for him. You know, he thought she was beautiful, and then he spends all day every day with her. Um, and so then Willem Dafoe or Godwin goes to Rami's character and was like, "Okay, I think y'all are in love. Y'all should get married. Y'all want to get married." And so Rami's like, "Oh yeah, you know." Uh, I love Bella. I want to marry her. And Godwin's saying, okay, well, you have to keep her in this house. If you're going to marry her, y'all have to live with me forever. Like, y'all have to stay here keep her safe. And so Rami's character agrees to that. Yeah, sure. If I get to marry her, yep, we'll keep her here, keep her safe. And it's just, it's so funny because it's just exactly in a nutshell kind of what society has created marriage to be. So you have the dad who tries to keep the daughters locked up away um, in innocent, but in their minds, they're they're protecting the daughter. And then you have, you know, the if someone wants to marry, if a guy wants to marry a girl, the tradition is the guy goes to the parents or the dad and asks for the daughter's hand in marriage. And the dad will only accept or give permission if he deems this man worthy enough to protect his daughter. 
And he's like, kind of like property, you know, yeah, sure, you can have my daughter if you promise to, you know, keep her safe or keep her here, do whatever. And that's exactly how this marriage proposal kind of was in the movie. Um, I mean, the guy didn't ask the dad, but the dad was like, well, I think, you know, if I can keep Rami here with with Bella forever, like that'll keep her safe. That's best case scenario. And so that's kind of what he wanted. But as most girls can understand, the older you get, the more aware you are of yourself and of your your the world. You want to know more. You don't want to be controlled anymore. And you have questions. You're questioning everything. And I'm glad you said the word control because that's literally what every male character in the movie is trying to do to Bella. They're all trying to control her in their own way Mm -hmm. so they're all trying to keep and and i noticed that throughout the movie like they each have their like uh they're all telling her basically what she can and can't do even if it's very subtle Mm -hmm. you know like she tries to eat another uh she's with mark ruffalo and she's trying to eat another one of these delicious things that she had and he says no 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 only one you only can have one it's one's enough or whatever but again even something so subtle like that every no one tells her yeah you you do what you want you're you're your own person it's always Mm -hmm. like some form of control. Even, always. Always, yeah. Always. And that's how it is for women in society. <laughs> oh, you can't eat too much. Yeah. You'll you'll get fat. Mm-hmm. You can't eat too much. You know, you'll be gluttonous. You can't, you know, just the man trying to control every aspect mm-hmm. of the woman and why. And it's it's just so, it's cool because as a child, as a little girl, you have, you know, this little body. You're still learning. You're not aware of, like, the bigger thing you know, the bigger world around you. And because you're so small and don't have control of your own body, because you're a baby, um, you are then forced to abide by society's rules, your parents' rules, or or their thoughts, you know, or their religion or whatever it is. Um, And you as a baby can't voice your opinion about that. You can't question that because you're too young, you know, you you don't have the body or the voice to, to do that. But Bella had the, the woman body and voice to question everything. And, you know, just a woman questioning stuff it upsets men greatly. And especially in that time period. Yeah, they keep telling her that's, oh, you don't do that in polite society. They keep yeah, bringing that up. Polite society. Polite society. You can't, you can't spit out your food. You can't punch his baby. You can't say these things in polite society. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so, you know, that's that was a big part of this movie. It was because Bella had the capability to question things um, and challenge people, especially men, and society's, polite society's norms um, and their rules. Um when she is finally able to go off on her own with Mark Ruffalo, then the the movie changes to color and you're able to see all her wonderful outfits. And also just, you see like her sexual awakening, you know, and yeah, yeah, there's there's, literally, let's let's say that, let's put that right up front. There is a lot of sex in this movie. A lot. I would say like, 75% 75% of the movie is sex. Lots of sex. <laughs> lots of Emma Which I was Stone not movie. expecting. Yeah. 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 I was not expecting that either. Um, but 
I love that they did that because it forces, especially the male audience, to understand how normal it is for a female to have those feelings and to have those questions and desires. Um, so I like that. I, I like that it's going to make some men uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Especially because she she starts working at a brothel at one point. <laughs> and even me, you know, as a female audience member, I was like, oh, no, like, you know, I was scared for her. Yeah. Um, but... Because you don't yeah. know what these clients are going to do or and what they're going to be Exactly. Into. And that's what yeah. I loved about this movie because it made you also be in the shoes of all the male characters where you're just – you're kind of wanting to protect her. You want to mm -hmm. kind of grab her and be like, no, and like try to save her from stuff. But even she understands like, okay, you know, the, everyone around me trying to scare me, but – I'm I'm willing to take that risk of a dangerous right. world so that I can live, so that I can know the world and go on adventures. She was willing to take that that risk. Um, she, you know, takes control of her own body and decisions throughout the entire movie, and there's that in itself upsets a lot of men. And um, it was just fun for me to see. It was just a really. It was, it was fun. Like I, I loved, I loved watching her like grow and become stronger and ask so many questions. Because uh, I know I got in trouble a lot when I was younger just by asking questions about things I just didn't understand. And um, so for me, it was really relatable uh, because if you ask a man in power something simply just to try to understand it, and they can't explain something to you. You know, it, men typically get pretty angry at you for even asking that question. So I like that. It, it's just it's just very in your face on on how men react to to women just asking questions or simply existing. There was a scene where Bella was just dancing. She just started dancing by herself, and Mark Ruffalo's character kept trying to pull her and dance with her so that she wouldn't dance alone or dance by herself. He wanted to dance with her. And it's just like, oh, my God, yes, exactly. Like, just leave her alone. Like, she just wants to dance. But no, that man has to try to take control and and show the world that, oh, she belongs to me. She's mine. Because he saw, he was a very jealous guy. And he saw that all these other men were looking at her and liked that uh, childlike amusement and wonder about her. Um, which also is another commentary on on men and why, and they're, why they're so attracted to younger girls young girls because she acted like a child and every man was attracted to her for that for that they loved that she was so childlike. yeah and and of course to that point um they were they were also afraid of her gaining knowledge like every time yeah. he saw her reading a book he's like whoa what are you doing with these you've become less like fun like you, you know like in other words you've become more educated and so now yeah. you're you're it's it's starting to like kind of bummed me out mark ruffalo even says like you don't <laughs> yeah. even talk he said something to the effect where like you don't talk like a, a child anymore yeah. like you're, you're using bigger words or you're talking you're asking you know even bigger questions and you know you're reading too many books and it's like yep typical <laughs> typical man being threatened by it's, an educated woman yeah and i think part of it is the the again that that feeling of control like if you're if mm -hmm. you're if you're naive then I can still control you. But the more you know about the world, the more you know about yourself, the harder it's going to be for me to 
lie to you or control you and make you feel like I'm your protector, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I loved Mark Ruffalo's character um, because he just, it, it's just so, like, it's just so perfectly put where he wanted to use Bella, like, he just wanted to use it for sex and kind of throw her away, but he was even more attracted to her because she wasn't so head over heels for him. Like she just used him for a sec and then she went off on her own all day to have her own adventures and she would come back and he'd be like, where were you? Where the hell were you? Where were you all day? Like, because he even tells her like, Oh, you know, if it's not too late, don't fall in love with me. Cause I'm, I'm I'm not that kind of guy. And she's Mm -hmm. like, okay. Like to her, it wasn't like, I'm not in love with you. I just, you know, so like you said, that made him want her even more because she wasn't like just clinging on to him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Men always want what they can't have and or, you know, they just they expect it one way and when it's something that they don't expect, I guess they try to again, gain control. They try to figure it out. Like, you know, I'm so used to women acting one way towards right. me. Why is this one not acting this way? Right. And he tries to, you know, mold her into that what he's used to but it's she she just doesn't and so because he can never gain control of her and he's so jealous and um you know it just it drives it literally drives him yeah, mad. literally <laughs> literally drives him crazy and he you know he calls her you know the devil or you know all these like the c words yeah like uh because he just can't figure her out also he can't control her so he just thinks there's something wrong with her and at first he thinks he's in love with her and so then he tries to marry her again why because of control he wanted to try to control her um he didn't want her having sex with any other man or being with any other man and so that's why he tried to marry her but she was like uh eh. um but she also she goes on this cruise like he kidnaps her pretty much and takes her on this cruise <laughs> He says it's a change of scenery, but it's obvious that he's trying to get her away from everybody. Yeah, and and she meets this older lady and this guy. And what I love is the relationship between her and that older lady. Because right away, um, you know, Bella's like, oh, hi, like, you know, who are you or whatever. I forgot what she says. But the older lady's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you around with, you know, Mark Ruffalo's character. Is he a good lay? Like, they're already talking about, like, oh, you know talking about sex and i love that because you don't typically well men don't typically hear that or exposed to women's conversations like that and it's just showing the male audience members that women do enjoy sex you know we talk about it and you know we you know we build each other up and you know, I, I love seeing that camaraderie between the the two those two female characters. And even when Mark Ruffalo was, you know, getting mad at Emma or Bella for reading books, the older lady would give her another book. Like, here you go. Like, you know, like and she wasn't even taught. She never even said a word to Mark Ruffalo. Like she all she did was help build Bella up. And Mark Ruffalo tried to kill the old lady because of it. It was so funny. Um <laughs> Uh, but I loved that character and their relationship together. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much going on in this movie. Uh, but it, it was it was great. I loved it. Um, I loved the points that it was it was making. Um, 
it, it, again, it was just a weird movie. Um, and it was funny because the guy that had originally said that, or they got engaged to the Rami Yusuf's character, um, he was just the perfect guy for her because uh, a few times in the movie, Bella would say like, oh, I need to be, or I need a husband that's forgiving or something, right? Like, what did she say? Is it forgiving? I don't remember. But um, Patient and just kind of forgiving because basically because I am human, I am still learning about this world. I'm going to make mistakes, you know? And so if a husband, if someone wants to be my husband, then I'm going to need someone who's forgiving and who's patient and willing, basically willing to put up with whatever I want to do. Because if not, then that husband's not going to be happy. Like, why would that person want to be with me? And it's funny because um, uh, Bella makes this realization. I think it's with Mark Ruffalo. I can't remember where she's like, you're like the third guy that that's tried to keep me prisoner or try to marry me or try to control me like you know you're not the first like why is that and it's just you know the theme within the movie is just control like men wanting to control women you know in every aspect every every aspect because then you even get to a man that was in Bella's life before she became what she is and by god it's scary what he was planning to do to her but basically, men just don't think women should be sexual beings and 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 they should just be uh, property to produce babies. And it's just, it's pretty <laughs> scary because it's real. It's so realistic. And it's funny because Bella's character even says at one point, like, me, a mother, like, I don't have any maternal instincts, you know, like, she it never crossed her mind to want to be a mother. She didn't want to be a mother. She wanted to be a doctor in the end. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought it was a, a really cool, crazy, weird movie. I thought Emma Stone did a very good job. Um, because she basically has to play a toddler, like I said, and she, she gets a lot of the facial movements down to where, you know, you can see on her face what she's feeling, what she's thinking, what she's experiencing. So she's not using dialogue. She's using her whole body for that. And I, I just thought she did a really good job. And she was naked a lot yeah. in this movie, um, which I didn't think was necessary, you know, given how big of a star she is. But, you know, she went for it. I mean, but again... Her body, her choice, whatever she wants to do. I mean, it wasn't just her that was naked. There was a lot of naked men in there too. So I yeah. feel like it wasn't just like the you know the typical male gaze thing where they were just like showing her naked. And even the times where they showed her naked, it really wasn't like for the for again for the male gaze for like arousal. It was just like a fact of what was going to happen in that scene. Yeah. So it wasn't like shot in such a way where you're supposed to be like ogling her or whatever it was just like it was just this very blunt nudity where you're like okay i guess that's gonna happen now so yeah but i loved it i thought it was a great movie i would not recommend this for everybody because of how weird it is or you know like i wouldn't recommend it to my dad i know he wouldn't like it my mom might like it um, it, no, but it just depends. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a weird movie, but I loved it. I thought it was great. 
I I really enjoyed it too. Uh, weird, and this is gonna sound weird, <laughs> but because there's no sex in that other the movie I'm gonna compare it to, but it really reminded me a lot of Barbie, the Barbie yes, movie. I was gonna say this is basically <laughs> like another Barbie movie. This is like art house Barbie, yeah, with lots of sex in it, um, because it's essentially this a very similar story, which is this naive character, mm-hmm. um, who starts off, you know, kind of. Naive to the ways of the world, created, right, for one purpose. And and then they go on this adventure. They go on this this journey Mm -hmm. of learning the world and self-discovery and learning about these feminist, um, you know, um, ideals and stuff. And then coming back with that knowledge. And it freaks some people out. You know, it freaks. And again, like in Barbie – uh, there's men are trying to control her, whether it's Ryan Gosling's the the all yeah, the Kens the Ken. or um, the Will Ferrell character. You know he's trying to control her too. Put her, jump, put, can you get in this box, please? You know uh, he's trying to get her to get back in that box, the mm-hmm. giant box. So it's a, it's it's I know that's a, a kind of a, a leap, but it I, it I it reminded me a lot of yeah, that. Me too. Um, of the same themes, I guess. Um, so this is like a R-rated, uh, like I said, uh, art house version of of the Barbie. But um, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, and I, I know you mentioned it, but I, I did like the use of black and white and color. It was very much like The Wizard of Oz, where it starts off in black and white, and then as soon as she goes on this, starts this journey, it turns into this wonderful Technicolor dream. Um. The set design was beautiful. Like it just looked like you were inside of a, I don't know, like a, a picture book or something. It was just very, yeah. very vivid colors. Um, I don't know how how the other f- films from this director are, but he loves that fisheye lens like yeah. a lot. Uh, so that's that was interesting choice, I guess, to make it look more otherworldly. Um, a lot of what what you said, I, I totally agree with most you know everything you said about about the the movie itself um emma stone yeah she's uh, if she doesn't get like an oscar nomination for this uh i don't know i'm pretty sure she will because she had to play she had to she had to play this arc of this character because it wasn't just one note character the whole way like she starts off very very simple like she can't even say a full word you know and then all you know by the end of the movie she's over here like quoting literature and or mm-hmm. studies that she's reading and and she and it, it's believable the whole way through like you you see her becoming this this other person or learning more about um just educating herself and um and yeah it's 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 just it's a funny it's like a uh the whole movie is like a um a metaphor i guess for for women um trying to you know anytime a woman shows any kind of curiosity about the world or questions things like you said it's it's met with hostility from from men especially like hey you know just why don't you just do what we kind of have have set out for you like you know you're this is your role and this is what you're supposed to do and as soon as you start kind of trying to break out of that role it's like it's like a threat like how you know why aren't you just doing what you're supposed to do why aren't you doing what you're told so um yeah, I thought that was that was funny. And the, and the whole movie, it's uh, kind of like, you know, we talked about this with Barbie where it's like, yeah, it's got this message, but it's a fun movie. Same thing here. It's like, yeah, it's got this message, but it's 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 a very darkly funny movie. Like yeah. there's just a lot of funny things that are said and done in the movie. Um, 
but you have to be open to that kind of humor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's just way more sex in this movie than I ex- I expected. Because <laughs> they barely hint at it in the trailer. You're like, okay, there's going to be yeah. maybe a little bit of sex in there, but it's, like, it takes up a huge chunk of the movie. Um, so, again, that may make some people uncomfortable, um, but I thought it was funny, and I thought it was well done. It is a long movie, I will say that. It it's is about, long, yeah. It's about two and a half hours, and it feels two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Like, towards the end, I was like, damn, this movie's still going. Um, not that it didn't have anything else to say. It's just, like, you realize, like, oh, we still have to resolve this whole plot point right here. And then just when you think it's about to end, they throw in this other wrench, like you said, about that other character that you had ne- we hadn't seen up until this point. We're like, okay, now we're going to go on this little side adventure here for a little bit. So it, it goes on for for a while. So you have to be prepared for that as well. But um, the whole cast did a great job. Emma yeah. Stone, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Willem Dafoe, all great actors. And then all the other, you know, uh, actors in the movie. But um, Mark Ruffalo was hilarious in this too. He like was. <laughs> he was really funny. His introduction was like, oh, okay. And then... You like I was like oh my god like I like like just like Bella like okay I like this guy like what's he about and then he just becomes so jealous that you're just like oh my god dude you know what I don't like you anymore and then he just becomes so mad off of his jealousy yeah. and confusion it's like uh but like you said he was so funny like he played it so well yeah he plays a specific type of person and. He plays it perfectly. Yeah, because I've never seen him play this type of character no. before. So it was really cool to, to see him do Yeah, because it, it's, it's – it, yeah, you're not used to seeing – it's like, oh, it's typical Mark Ruffalo. No, he's not doing the quiet like, hey, you know, I'm you know, the, the <laughs> quiet nerdy guy. No, he's doing the complete opposite of that character that he yeah. usually plays. So it was pretty funny. And and it, the, uh, Emma Stone, again, I, I, I can't say enough good things about her. Like it's funny because you see her as an as like a – an actress in movies and stuff but you don't realize like how funny she is like she's mm-hmm. actually really if you ever see her like when she hosts saturday Night live she's actually a really funny actor like um she goes for it like she'll go yeah. for the for the joke or whatever for the whatever even if it makes her look silly or weird or whatever so uh yeah i i i, I highly recommend it to people that are open to kind of weird movies if you're familiar with those other movies from this director i'm sure this will this is nothing but um i mean if you've seen the if you watch the trailer you can kind of get a sense of what the movie is it's not like the trailer was totally misleading like the trailer itself is weird and just like the the trailer is weird the movie is very similar to that so if you watch the trailer and go oh that looks weird i don't that doesn't look good then don't watch this movie because you're it's not going to change your mind on that. Yeah. But if you watch the trailer and go, that looks interesting. What is that going to be about? Then I would say, you know, check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add to this? No. I guess that wraps it up for poor things. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. And also subscribe to our podcasts so you're always sure to get our newest episodes. And by the way, we are two, about two minutes away from the new year. So, uh Happy 2024, because by the time you're listening to this, it will be. Um, And we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.